Another edition of the Morning After Podcast. Right now, myself, Jenny Matthews, producer Tater. We appreciate you joining us. Jenny is very happy because we had our first uh, day where the temperatures almost reached mm. 90 here in Kansas City. And I can just tell it brings this glow to your face. That might be aesthetic hair doing all that work. You know, combination of both. I've had a lot of procedures as of late. <laughs> so it could be a little combo. No, I do. This this is my time to shine with the weather. I love hot Weather. I love it. So even, I mean, even most people love like a 70 degree day or like upper 60s. That's fine. Give me 90, 95. I love it. I know you're taking a quick trip to Arizona soon and we looked at the weather forecast and... It's 103 or something <laughs> crazy and of course no rain. And you just, you <laughs> saw that and I just watched your face light because that, that number, a temperature that high just disgusts me. But you're just like... Oh yeah, the great thing about it. Oh, I love. I don't know. I've just always loved it because I'm always cold. So I love to be warm. I love when you can just walk outside, especially if you've been in a really cold air conditioned building and you go outside, you just kind of thaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. I use my seat heaters year round, and I know that's psycho. I, I hate to tell you, I'm I'm starting to get on that bandwagon too because my back's getting stiff. My yes! back's getting stiff. So I use the <laughs> seat heater plus the lumbar support. I move that lumbar lumbar bar up and down my spine. Yeah. <gasps> Is the uh, thank you, Tater? Is the whole family going to Arizona? The whole fam is going. My in-laws, um, they're from Kansas City and they live here most of the time. But my father-in-law, long story short, got a job offer in Arizona, so he's out there. Some he's out there all the time. But my mother-in-law goes back and forth. Three-year deal. They'll be back soon. But uh, we're gonna go visit them. Go see how it's going out there for them in Arizona. So what I'm excited. The family. What's going on? Any exciting stories? Um, yeah. And so speaking of the fam, my son Miles is eight years old, and you guys know he's a character. I'm always telling you stories. You've heard him. I Facetime with him every morning when we're on the air, and he's he's just a silly kid. He's, mm-hmm. And I never know what's gonna come out of his mouth. So the other day we're in the car, and that's the thing too with kids. It, you don't know when the weird questions are coming. It's just like out of nowhere. And we're in the car, we're driving, it's quiet in the car. He's like, hey, mom. He's like, what's a stripper? (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. And so then there's always this moment, and I think any other parent can relate to this, where you're like, okay, how much do I want to go into this topic? You know, and I I pride myself on, I'm pretty honest with my kids. I don't, I don't, I mean, every parent lies to their kid a little bit, but I mean, I eat. I, I try to be pretty open with them. Oh, okay, so. But a stripper. So, okay. so all right, so <laughs> like, so our kids gather around. So let's say there's kids listening to the podcast. We're not a bunch of eight-year-olds. Jenny Matthews is going to tell you uh, all you need to know about what a stripper is. Go well, ahead. as it turns out, a stripper is a person who does fancy tricks on a pole and people give them money. Like fancy dance moves. Right. I, okay. I just said fancy moves, okay. I, you know, fancy tricks. I believe I did use the word tricks. Okay. I said, you know, on the pole and then people give them money to see them do it. So in, I'm watching in process and I, I'm thinking that sounded kind of like a circus. I feel like he's down with what I'm selling. So a couple minutes later, he's like, hey, mom, he's like, uh, I, I know tricks. He's like, can I be a stripper? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll tell you this. He comes from a good looking family when he is of age. <laughs> He probably could. Chippendales, here he comes. Hey, Magic Miles. <laughs> yeah, listen, 20, uh, uh, 15 years from now, when you need a, uh, if you're having a bachelor party, ladies, just reach out to Jenny. <laughs> say, hey, is your uh, your son going to the business? But I bring that up because I, you know, and I, and I know like that happens to parents all the time. You know, kids are just always saying something crazy. But, you know, that was just a very random conversation. Well, I was, I was reading that, okay, do you know who Dax Shepard is? Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, an actor. He's married. He's with uh, what's her name? Kristen Bell. He's That's it. Elsa. That's it. <laughs> yeah, Kristen okay. Bell. They're a cute couple. Um, what I love about Dax Shepard is that he is an alcoholic, 
And he, I don't love that for him, but I love that he has, he is open about it. He speaks about it. In fact, recently he opened up that he's relapsed a little bit. Um, he's trying to get himself back on track. I just admire him for being able to be so honest as a, as a, you know, celebrity to be so honest about something so personal. Um, I just think that's really cool. So he says, Dax says that his daughter came up to him and asked if she could go to AA with him. You know, because I'm sure he obviously talks to his kids about everything. And she, and he said, well, you know, you have to be an alcoholic in order to go to AA. And she said, well, I'm going to be an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just thought that was a sweet story. But, you know, because he does, he keeps it pretty real um, about his struggles and stuff. But I thought that was, that was pretty funny. That is sweet anyway, that his daughter, yeah. I mean, she obviously doesn't know the, she doesn't know. the nature of no. that meeting or what, what happens there. But she's just like, well, my dad goes, so I want to go. go. Yeah. Maybe be there for her dad. Well, I can appreciate that's very sweet. Like Miles knows tricks. He wants to be a stripper too. Hey, I, I could reach for the stars, buddy. I could well reach for the singles, buddy. I guess if we're gonna be honest with each other. That's what he's gonna be reaching for. I'm very excited. You know what? We're gonna uh, we didn't say it on the air as we're recording this podcast. Uh, right after we're done recording it, we're gonna do something real cool. Um, I think it's okay to share it here. We'll go ahead and do that. But um, afterwards, there's this. I, I don't know how new this place is. I've never heard of it till but, today. But it's at the uh, you know Kansas City, the High V Arena, formerly the Kemper Arena. Now they have a thing there called Smash House. And when you hear like, "Hey, you want to go to the Smash House?" Like the first thing I think of is like, like maybe some place to go grab a burger and a beer. That's what I think. Like if someone said, "You want to go grab a burger and a beer at Smash House?" I don't know anybody well, would say no to that. Yeah, because actually, wasn't there? Isn't there a Smash Burger? Smash isn't that Burger. A place? Yeah, there. Uh, Op. I know there's one there. Oh. There is one there. I didn't know yep. if it was local or not. If it was like in and out, it's like a West Coast thing. But there's one in Op. Yeah, I've definitely seen it. Never been there. Okay. So what? Uh, the Smash Burger and the Smash House are two very different things. Matter of fact, there was only one thing to do at Smash House, KC, and that is to. We're on the podcast. That is to break shit. Let's yeah. go. Break oh, shit so that all that literally, like, we're going to go break stuff. I can't wait. Like, it's just, this, I guess, this big old room full of just breakable stuff. And it's like, if you have some pent-up frustration or anger and you need to get it out, you go to Smash House and you just, you just break stuff. I mean, we'll have to give you, next week, we'll have to give you a complete rundown on the podcast of exactly what it entails. Because I don't know if it's, um, you know, you've seen at, isn't it like Greek restaurants or something or some where you, through, you smash plates? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I've is, heard it, of that. is it Greek restaurants? That doesn't, that's not right. No, that's Waffle House at 3 a.m. when you're drunk. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's, that. <laughs> that that's what it is. All right. <laughs> so let's be honest here. When we go to Smash House and we break stuff, you know, the idea is to let out frustration or anger. There's something that's been bothering you. You know, this is how you get it out of your system. What or who are you going to think about? As you're taking out your anger and frustration. Ooh, I know, I know. Go ahead. Our cancel culture society. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of issues with our society right now, and I'm going to just think about all of that while I'm smashing things. Tater? I'm going to think about COVID-19 and how I want to break it into 19 million pieces. Ooh, I yes. cannot stand having to do any of this. It has ruined pretty much everything. It's ruined people's businesses, lives. I think I'm going to go ahead and smash it. That and this guy that cut me off the other day. He literally swerved in front of me where I almost either had to slam on my brakes or hit him, and I had to swerve into the lane next to me. Luckily, nobody was there, and I, I don't like. What are you doing? Are yeah. you looking? And you know what? He he had a handicap symbol on the license plate. I got up next to him. He's a little bit older, gentleman, so I gave him a pass. But I'm like, hey, man, you need to slow it down and right. calm down. I would say giving him a pass uh, because um, because of his old age makes I you, you do kind of lose yeah. your senses a little bit as an older driver. Uh, the handicap I, I like like don't 
don't use that as an excuse to be a bad driver, I feel like. Because I, I feel like you don't you don't want that stigma. You don't want that stereotype because it is out there. So don't use that as an excuse, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I will be smashing my next door neighbors. <laughs> Mike is really unhappy with the new neighbors. <laughs> okay. And, oh, I, and I... And before I share this story, just know, like Mrs. Keller has given me a very fair criticism of myself. Look, we all have flaws. We all have things we need to work on. That goes for myself as well. I should be a more empathetic person, and I realize that I'm not. It, 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 it's not easy for me. And I, and I'll be honest with you, I'm. There are times I'm embarrassed when I have to admit to myself that I, I need to be better putting myself in the other person's shoes. Yes. I I need to be better at that. It is something I struggle with. I'm admitting that now because what I tell you next is is I I admit that I'm probably somewhat of the jerk in here too. That being said, this other person is the jerk too. So we just have brand new neighbors (laughs) that moved in next door to us, right? The the guy who had been there had been there for like 10 years. He just moved out. Um, New neighbors moved in. Haven't really seen him outside. Because if I see them outside, I will go over. I'll say... Hey, my name's Mike. Or this my wife, Katie, lives here, too. We're your next-door neighbors. Just wanted to say hello. Haven't seen them. I'm not going to go knock on their door. I hate when people knock on my door, so I'm not going to go, like, knock on their door, ring their doorbell. I'm just hoping to see them outside. I haven't yet. I know somebody lives there. There are four cars just in the driveway. I don't even know if there's more cars in the garage, but there's four cars in the driveway every night. They've been there for three weeks, coming up on a month now, and in that entire month have not cut their grass once. And so we brought this up on the air. We and did. a lot of people were telling me, <laughs> texting me, and maybe rightfully so, saying, hey, quit being a jerk. You don't know their situation. But see, that's the truth. You don't know their situation. You really don't. I mean, what if, my example, and this could totally be, because they haven't been there that long. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen the big you know, rider truck or the big U-Haul truck come up, they might not have their lawnmower yet. They might not have all their stuff. And I will say, I do know that whoever these people are, they've moved from far away. They've moved from the West Coast here to the Midwest. Not a, not a short move. So I, I understand It's that. possible their stuff's not here yet. They may not have a lawnmower yet. So, and, and I'll acknowledge that. But I hope that maybe you'll acknowledge this. It is my belief, the way I was raised, is that when you take, oh, you buy something, you you are responsible for something, be it an animal or a human life or your property that you have purchased. It is up to you to take care of your property. I agree, but not everybody does. Right. And so, the, <laughs> and that's where I feel like I have the right to be a little upset at this potential new neighbor and and and. No, I'm not going to call HOA, at least not yet. If this goes on for like another three weeks and there's six weeks without cutting the grass, then, then I feel like I have the right to say something. I think you thought about it. I think that entered your mind, which I understand that because really, what recourse do you have? You know, you've right. got to think of a way to get this problem solved. What do you do? In our neighborhood, it's very uniform, and I like it. It's one of the reasons I chose this neighborhood because it does have an HOA with rules like we all have to have the same style of fence. Right. So the neighborhood is uniform and you have to keep your grass below a certain length. You have to maintain your property. It has to look good. Because so, that helps us all with like property values and things like that. But I really am at a struggle because I do want to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I think maybe the reason I'm struggling with it is because in in my I've only ever been like if 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 I bought a if there was a house that I wanted but I knew that I couldn't take care of it, I wouldn't buy it. I feel like that's the right thing to do. Well, couple of thoughts. One, we talked about this earlier. Maybe they're flipping it. You know, maybe these people bought this house just to do something to it, fix it up, and and sell it. We we don't know. 
And so maybe if they're doing that, like they don't really, there may not be a lawnmower on the premises. Now I'm with you. It's at some point enough is enough. It's got to be cut, but you're not the only one that's going to notice that right now. Next door neighbor, you're very ultra aware. Mm -hmm. I mean, enough people are going to drive by and see that grass at some point and say, okay, like something has to be done here. So, so it's going to get taken care of whether you say something or not. Because people aren't going to want to look at it. You sent me a video yesterday of what it looked like, and you're not lying. I mean, you're not wrong. It's it looks like trash. It, right? it looks bad. So like, it you, looks abandoned. Do you know how it is when you let if you let grass grow at a certain point? It's it's not just like a I don't know what the word is. It's not just like a, a it's not just it's green feathered. anymore. It's, it's feathered. It's, it's like. It's like when it's like you know when you let corn grow and then eventually it gets that that frilly white stuff at yeah. the top and it blah it is time to harvest it. It looks like a wheat field. It, it doesn't look like a lawn. It, look, it doesn't right. look like a green lawn. It looks like a wheat field. And this is in his front and backyard. Not to mention it's been very windy the last couple of days and you can really see it's this blowing dude's grass in the wind. just oh swaying. Gosh. It looks awful and it drives me crazy that this person doesn't look out their front door and go oh my god it looks i terrible. look like the trash of the neighborhood and i need to get this taken care of i think i you have every right to feel that way truly i think i'd give it just a few more days just because again they might not have their stuff they did come from across the country mm. the truck might not be here with covid i'm sure there's delays with that kind of sure, stuff too sure, who sure. knows and you're right because i i hadn't thought about that yeah. at first and that's why i do appreciate having you as a friend it's like you know hey because again, I like I just said, this is where I I admit I struggle with empathy. That's and, okay. And You're, so learning. You're learning. You, you did a good job of hey, you know, a million different things could be the issue here. I will say now, this is me. I, I'm not. I, I would back these words up. If it were me and my lawnmower were delayed and my lawn looked like their lawn looked, I would take it upon myself to hire a service one time to come out and cut the grass so I didn't. So my property didn't look like that and I wasn't that yeah, person. That's just me. I get it. And they might, that might happen, you know, because they may, eventually it might get to the point where they're like, okay, well, the lawnmower's not here and we really need to get, you know, do something here. So that, that could happen, but I'd give them a few more days. I mean, I think they're just, it's so new. They're so new to the neighborhood. Like you've got to give them a little bit of a break, mm -hmm. you know, but it's, um, I know that's frustrating. Once we pass the one month plateau, like it's been spring for a month and this person has yet to cut their lawn. I do feel like I have the right to maybe say something yeah. at that point. So, so just, so you understand my frustration, but then maybe it's just a little too early. To I would give it just a little more time. And I don't even want to give you like, okay, a couple days, a couple weeks. I don't know. I just, you'll, you'll feel it. But again, you're not going to be the only one. Right. That's going to notice here. I, I wonder if the people on the other side of them mm -hmm. will, will notice and maybe they'll take issue or maybe they don't care. I don't know. But the people I know is like everybody on my street does a pretty good job at their lawn. And then these new people just came in and they just, it instantly looks like trash. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. So do you think they are flipping the house? Do you have I, any I have, I have no idea. It was just oh. an assumption. Um, because I will say, like, I was outside one. I was taking the trash cans out the other night. And they had the front door open. And they were, like, they were hammering at the entryway. They were doing something to the entryway of the house. So that made me think maybe they're just there flipping it. And they'll resell it. Which or maybe, like... The, maybe it's a family, okay, and the, mm -hmm. the husband and maybe a friend or something came out early to to do some repairs or paint or do whatever they're going to do before the rest of the family and all their stuff comes to move in. Seriously, it could be something that simple. Look, I tell you what, but home maintenance is important, and for that, we appreciate our friend's sponsor of this podcast, Blue Beetle Pest Control. Blue Beetle, they're awesome. Hey, we appreciate you guys taking care. And tell you, when it comes to taking care of your house, you know, pest control is a big part of it. Mrs. Keller and I, oh my gosh, Jenny, we were... I was at the at the kitchen sink doing dishes, and thank goodness it wasn't big ones, but all of a sudden I saw like two dozen 
Ants. Ants. I can't stand ants. Ants are coming spring. That's when they love to arrive. Um, Ants and termites. So get your home prepared. Um, By the way, Blue Beetle, kid and pet safe. I know that's so important. And uh, Mitch, the owner, just a really nice guy. It's a great company. I love that he doesn't even refer to his employees as as employees. It's like they're a team. They're, They're a team. And they're great too. Um, they'll, you know, take really good care. They obviously they do like most people do now, but put the little covers on their shoes when they come in, and they're just very cautious and, and careful and um, mindful of of your stuff. And they just do a really nice job. So bluebeetlepest.com if you want more info. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, ten dollars off your initial treatment if you are a new customer. Just mention you heard it here on the morning after podcast. Ten bucks off. I appreciate that. I didn't even know that was a deal. All There's right. There's a deal. Absolutely. Thank you to Blue Beetle Pest Control. Yeah, those ants are gone. Because I remember I even tried to, you, you can get like spray at a hardware store and that works for like a week. Oh, yeah. But it's not so, the same. Like like when you, you, you reach that point, you're like, okay, I need this gone permanently. I'll and that's you, where Blue Beetle Pest really helps me out. I've got to call them. We, every year, we get these little, I don't even know what they are. They look like a red magic marker dot. Like if you just took a, a, a magic marker and you just like made a red dot. So, but not like a ladybug. But you, I mean, I would need a microscope to actually see right. how many legs or whatever. I have no idea what these things are, but there are, I feel like there are millions of them out on our back patio and I've got to figure out what they are and how to get rid of them. And I know Blue Beetle will be able to help with that. BlueBeetlePest.com. Uh, Jenny, I'm so sad to hear that you're leaving the morning show and the podcast because you found your dream job. Yeah, honestly, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Um, but yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, and, and actually oh. this new job, you know what sucks about it though? I don't even get paid to do it oh man you're gonna be leaning on that sugar daddy matthew matthews w okay no yeah. jenny is not actually leaving but there is a uh, the, the leavenworth county attorney is looking for volunteers and if you've listened to this podcast you listen to our show on q104 you know that jenny matthews is huge into trials not just highlights of trials but we'll watch an entire trial the Derek chauvin trial huge deal you watched every second every presentation from jury selection to the verdict i mean i court tv i should really be on court tv they don't know it but i'm right here i'm right here hi call me so Um, the leavenworth county attorney is now looking for volunteers their cases are backlogged because of covid and they're looking for volunteers to help with cases to work with victims uh, listen to recorded jailhouse phone calls. That's and- what sealed the deal for me right there. Do you know it is my dream to listen to jailhouse phone calls? There's nothing in a trial that excites me more when they're like, well, we've got audio from a conversation you had with so-and-so while you were in the prison, da 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 The Casey Anthony trial, huge trial. So many people followed that right. one. There were so many jailhouse phone calls. I mean, I ate that up. I love it. I mean, no disrespect when I say this because I, there are things that interest me that I know you find just as dorky. (laughs) Wrestling. (laughs) Sure, sure. Tater, what is something like, what is something that you're just, you have no shame to admit that you're into, even though you maybe, you step outside yourself and realize, all right, this is kind of dorky. I shouldn't be into this. Uh, I would play, I'd say playing Xbox. I mean, I'm 36 years old. And like, so a lot of people um, definitely kind of knock me while we're playing their Saying some nonsense about how, oh man, you sound like you're 45. You live in your parents' basement. Da 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 da. I'm close. like, you're uh, like close. You're Very like close. close. <laughs> I live by myself with two cats, and I'm 36 years old. So why don't you back off, 12 year old? <laughs> so I don't know. And I used to collect football cards. I thought that was kind of a nerdy thing, but. Uh, it's very expensive. It's you know, a- okay, so my dad collects baseball cards, and I, I've just never understood. Of course, nobody understands my trial habit either, so it's like it's whatever. But I've never understood like the collecting of the cards because there are some boxes of baseball cards and stuff he's never opened. And I guess it's, you know, because they'll be worth something someday or whatever. Oh, you could, so think, you could actually sell the box without even knowing what's in it for a lot of money. But then if you pull a card that's, you know, let's say it's somebody's rookie card. Let's let's say Patrick Mahomes 
autograph rookie Ooh, card. I'm yeah, how you much what, would that go for? Well, I wouldn't do anything with it now. Yeah. What you do is you get it graded so they can give you a grade out of 10 and put it in a case where it's sealed and it never can come out again. Wait till he wins, let's say, 10 Super Bowls, right? Wait, wait till Be- he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, wait till he's in the Hall of Fame and then sell it. And I, Or, I mean, you know what? You could sell it whenever he has a good season, but I would hold on to things like that. So your dad, you may never know. He might have a million-dollar card sitting there. You never know. Oh, my God. Do you know how happy that would make me for my dad? My dad, I've I've told Mike this before. I don't know if you know Tater, but my dad grew up just super poor, really worked his butt off for every single thing he has. He's been retired for a few years now, and I I don't think my dad's a millionaire, but he's got money in the bank. He's com- he's comfortable. He can be retired, right. and he won't spend a dime. And I'm like, Dad, like live your life. He's like, Well, I want to make sure I leave something for you and for my half brother. I'm like, Stop it! Like no one needs anything. We're all fine. Like you go, like live your life. You know. So right. I nothing would make me happier than if a my dad would hit the lottery, right. or b if he would find out that one of these cards is worth like a million dollars. Hey, I've yet to meet Larry. Has he made his uh, plans to come out to Kansas City yet? He is coming out for. It's got to be. Um, a Sunday to Sunday, he told me. He, you know, he okay. for him to fly, it's a big deal. He wants to get his money's worth on the airline ticket. Yep, <laughs> he, yep. he, he just, you know, really wants to make the most of it. So he does not understand the value of like my mom will come on a Friday and then you know leave either Sunday afternoon or Monday morning or whatever. Just that quick weekend trip. Mm-hmm. And man, we pack it full of just awesomeness. I love it. I love our conversations. We go shopping. We do this. We do that. And with my dad, it's I love him to death. But oh my god, like. It's so much time. Entertaining somebody at your home for eight days is a challenge. It is, and he'll say, I don't want to be entertained. And he really doesn't want to be entertained, but it's another person for a meal. It's thinking of meals, because sometimes we just wing it. We just have cereal or grilled cheese. You know what right, I mean? Like, right. I feel like I have to actually put some thought <laughs> into it. So, so Jenny, is there uh, some Matthew's parents in the area, correct? Well, they are most of the time. Yeah, they're oh, in Arizona. Okay. Maybe sometimes. if they're in the area, go, hey, go hang with them. Yeah, go. <laughs> you know, maybe like for a day or two. You know what I do? I actually drop him off at the casino a lot of times. He, oh. he likes to hit up all the different casinos, and he can spend hours at the casino. He loves it. He's a penny pincher, but he's going to be spending money at the casino? Yep. That's what's hilarious about my dad. And he'll, but I don't know how much, he'll never tell me like what the dollar amount is that he goes <laughs> in with, but whatever he does, he makes it last for six hour stretches. No idea. I got to tell you, I think Larry, your father, and Tater could be best friends. All right? I mean, seriously. Well, bunch of penny pinchers, but it, at the same time, you have, you, you'll have some fun at, at the casino. Like, yeah. th- you all sound like two peas in a pod to me. My dad is obsessed with his cat. Boom. Boom. That's a check mark. Oh, my gosh. I never thought of it. So We should send them with <laughs> GoPros to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Hey, Jenny, uh, I knew I once worked with a guy that was a penny pincher himself, and he used to unplug his refrigerator whenever he left his house. Has your dad ever done that? No, but God, I'm trying to think. <laughs> like, he's done stuff like that. It's He's never done that. Is there nothing in the fridge? Like, what if you got some oh, milk yeah. in there? Oh, well, get a load of this. The guy comes in uh, a week after bragging about doing that and saving money on his last month's bill. Yeah. He goes, oh, man, I had to start plugging it in. My food was going bad. We're like, hello, oh, McFly. What are you, stupid? <laughs> like, that's what it does. Dude, but I'll tell you what yeah. my dad used to do when we were little. Like, who doesn't love Mrs. Butter's Butterworth's or Aunt Jemima? Like, the, the, yeah, the syrup. syrup, right? Yeah. And we would run out, and he would fill it with, do you know what Cairo syrup is? Ugh, no. Yeah, that that it's clear. Yeah, and I don't even know why. I don't know why you use it. It must be for something specific. But he would fill like the Aunt Jemima bottle with the Cairo when it was done. And I, I mean, we knew. Like I'm like, Dad, this is not. This is gross. This is not the right syrup. But he would laugh wildly. <laughs> 
know, because he was saving two dollars. I mean, oh god. Wow. Yeah, it's great. But I love him. He's a great guy. He just I know it's cheap. It, it's it's amazing what people do. Like, well, this saved me fifty cents. And like, uh, I, I had oh, God. This is a while ago. Somebody wanted to carpool. We were all going to the same place, and they wanted to carpool there, and then carpool back to where all of our other cars were and then we would all go our separate ways and like, yeah we'll think about it we'll think about all we'll save on gas and i'm like yeah but one it's it's gonna cost the person driving more in gas to drive everybody else and not for nothing but i'll pay an extra 50 cents for the convenience of just being able to go home and not have to drop somebody off first this is where we're the same because i see so it's cheap and thrifty as my dad is, I'm probably too far the other way. Like I, it, my husband's in charge of all of our main money just because, and that's good because mm-hmm. I'm very irresponsible with money, but I'm also like for convenience sake. I mean, I'll pay, I'll pay an extra 10 bucks to park somewhere if it's yeah. closer. Can, do you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll do things like that. There's just for some convenience that is worth paying for. A perfect example, uh, when my wife and I went to Panama City Beach, it was right when that, remember uh, over the winter, this mad, this 10-day, just frigid, awful cold front hits Kansas City? And we knew, we, we looked ahead at the forecast, and like the whole time we were gone, the temperature was going to be like negative four here. Yep. And I'm thinking, you know, if you go to the air- airport here at Kansas City, you get the economy parking for seven fifty, or you can get covered garage parking. You don't have to wait for a bus. You walk right out to it, plus you're in a garage. 23 bucks a day. It's quite a significant upgrade. It was over 100 bucks for us to park. Worth every penny. See, I'm right there with every you. Every penny. But like my dad, not in a million years would he do that. To sit out, to not have to sit and wait for the blue bus. I know. Uh, to, for, to, to get, to, to wait, not wait for that thing and then to be dropped off. And then it's probably cold in the bus. Mm-hmm. And then you, you have to walk then to your car. Like, no, I'm sorry. It was, now I wouldn't do it in July. Or, well, let's say in springtime, I'll, I'll take economy parking. I have no problem with that. Um, but not not in the dead of winter. In, no, the, in the dead I, of winter, I'm, I'm parking close. I'm too far that way where, like, I'm too irresponsible with it. Like, honestly, mm. if I would be a little more careful and think a little more clearly, I really would have more money in my bank account because I I don't know. I'm just so, careless. Tater, if, if you're in my shoes, where were you, where were you parking? Always economy. You was sitting in a frigid bus? Which I did. I, I flew whenever it was cold out, and I had no problem. Like, November, I went to, a, you got to say right, Louisville, Kentucky, and I, I took the economy. I had no problem with it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about that winter snap that we had. It's four below zero. You know yeah. that you're landing at night when the sun's down, so it's going to feel like negative 15, and you're going to stand out in negative 15-degree mm-hmm. weather and wait for the bus on the cold bus ride to get all the way back to your car where you're going to start a cold car that's been sitting outside in negative 15 degree temperatures for the last week? Uh, yep. Yeah, I, and my I dad too. I, I mean, listen, I, yeah, good for you. Like, that's I hate great. cold weather with an absolute passion. People, why do you live here? I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's not always it's cold. the job is, right? But yeah. I'm just like, I hate cold weather, but I don't, I can, you paid how much you're saying over a hundred bucks for yep. the, the yep. I don't know. That's quite a bit of money just to park. Quite a bit, but you know what? Worth it. There are things, just because something costs more money doesn't mean it's not worth it. I guess. I it, don't know. It's, 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 it's tough. It's, it's very tough. It, 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 of course, it helps. That in my household, we have double income, no kids. You know, that helps the decision a little bit easier there. So that's. What, here's a trick. What you should do is park at the hotels, like not too far from the airport. Get an Uber, so you stand in the hotel, get the Uber, take it over there, and you know, Uber right Jenny, back. Jenny, you're not far from the airport. I'll start parking at your house and get an go. Uber. 
I mean, you're welcome to do that. That's weird. I don't want to. That'd be weird. I don't know why. I, I don't know. No, you're welcome. You're welcome to do I, it. I, I just, understand that. I just that. think I like s- I, that's where you and I. But I think we would just just spend the extra money and do what you got to do. Right. Like, that's, it, yeah, yeah. Just just pay for the but convenience. <laughs> feel free. <laughs> welcome. Right. It doesn't. I tell you, and it's, it stinks for us. Tater and I live in all the way in Lee Summit, man. For us, it's a 45 minute drive to the airport. You know, I guess because I live so close to it, it's never. I don't think much about that. But oh, yeah. yeah, I know. With you know, I know my husband used to travel a lot for his job, and a lot of the guys he would travel with lived in Overland Park. And I'm like, dang, like we would always talk about it. They have to get off that plane and then drive pretty far to it get is. home. It's, it is. I mean, it's a lot. I, I'll, I'll say that you know, Kansas City is a wonderful place to live, and I feel like we'll talk. I'll talk about it on the radio. I have to be very careful on the radio when I criticize the city because you can you can have a criticism but still love something. Mm-hmm. I love our morning show. I criticize the heck out of it because totally. because, because you want it to be better. Kansas City's airport is one of the most inconveniently located airports in the nation. Mm -hmm. It is all the way up in the far northwest corner, pretty much even past the suburbs to get to it. And if you live, we literally live on, you know, we live in the southeast corner of town. This is way up in the northwest, as far away as possible. Terrible, terrible location for an airport. At least they're reworking it. I was just actually Ubering somebody from the airport to Independence, and it was like, 26 miles exactly and the guy was like i'm just shocked that whenever i landed we were so far away from the city and i so we got to talk about the same exact thing Mm -hmm. from what i heard is i think they said they planned on building the airport at far because they wanted the city to grow towards the airport but once you get towards it there is nothing going on there's like big warehouses being built because there's nothing up there so it's weird i'm excited for the new airport though at kci i hope it's i hope it's awesome i hope there's more to eat and drink and like more activities they're like our airport will be our airport is so boring right now and again i'm telling not being mean i'm not trying to say oh i hate kids no 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 no. but our airport is lackluster compared to others that's why we're getting a new one everyone i think everyone agrees with that yeah yeah it's it's, it's all good this has been a fun podcast today a couple of wild behind the scenes things you'd even see happen because we're just on on audio today but man i had to run out of the room a couple times of the podcast i hope you didn't notice if you did i apologize did you have to Fart? Huh? No, I didn't have to fart. Oh, oh he doesn't leave the room for that. Don't worry. Sometimes Peter. I do. Not really. He just sometimes goes, Jenny, get the spray. Get the Febreze. Sometimes I now sometimes I don't feel like it. And I warn you ahead of time, get the Febreze. But no, it was not the case. There was a uh, I guess an issue with our actual radio station, right? In the middle of recording this. It was wild. Oh. Speaking of the radio station, speaking of music, do you guys ever get it happens to me all the time, earworms, where you just get a song stuck in your head and it's like just a little chunk of the song. I'll tell you the one for me is long live. Long live that just that part just of the Florida Georgia line. That's it. Yeah. I mean, and it'll it, like it will actually drive me crazy at some point because I just can't get it to go out of my head. I heard on the news yesterday the cure for an earworm. Would you like to know what it is? I More think I might know. I think I saw it. Do you know? Tell me if you know. It, is it chewing gum? It is chewing gum. Yeah, I saw that this morning. Yeah, it's the simplest way. It like distracts your brain to get songs out of your head. Um, and I am just, I can't believe it's just chewing gum. And I don't chew, I used to chew gum a lot. I don't chew it as much anymore for I don't even know why. Avid gum chewer when I have it with me. I love I know why I don't chew, I'll tell you why I don't chew gum as much anymore. Because of masks. Because I have you tried to chew gum when you have your mask on? No, I just take it off because I'm not scared of what the government tells me. Oh, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> He's lying. All right, real talk. Okay, so uh, Eric Church's new album, Soul. He had Heart and Soul and Soul just came out. And there's a song on there called Where I Want to Be. And in that song, he mentions Kansas City. I think I've got it about queued up to where I want it to be. Hang on just a second here. All right. Literally just that for the last two days has been in my head. Just Kansas City. Kansas City. 
And like over and over, it was like the guitar riff and then I am getting a pack of gum today because I love that song. Tired of it being in my Tired head. Tired of it being in your head. I know. It can almost ruin a song for you. It, it's it, enough to drive you crazy. It's well, come close. I one time I had heard that the way to get rid of an earworm is to actually like sit down, listen to whatever song it is from start to finish, listen to the complete song, and that's supposed to get rid of it. That never worked for me. But the, the gum chewing, I, I'm here for it. I'll try it. I'm going to do it. All right, one more time because I don't still want to be stuck in your head, too. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, yeah, that's the jam so right there. Good. That's the jam. I'd have to say I had Settling Down stuck in my head for at least a week from Marina Lambert, which it's not the singing part. It's the the whole the production. Uh, who like I, I had to look up to see who produced it, and I believe it was Jay Joyce, and he works there at church, I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that, but that production of that song is simply amazing. Oh, it's incredible. So is this what was stuck in your head? No, that's Bluebird. No, oh, no, no, that's, oh, I thought you meant Bluebird. No, it's settling down, settling down. Then, or, or just that little guitar part in there. Oh, it's... Yeah, the guitar part is just simply made. The production, I mean, and I'm not, I'll am not. i be on record, I'm not the biggest Marina Lambert fan, but that song I will definitely listen to. Oh, I love for that sure. song. That oh Bluebird, that's the one that got me that... It's like they do it on purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, what do you think? Why do you think these songs go number one? Why do you think Long Live went number one? Because it's something that is catchy. It's not too repetitive, but it is repetitive. It's one of those things that it gets stuck in your head. It's like an algorithm, I hey, swear. Yeah. Speaking of Long Live and FGL, forget all the haters that don't like FGL. Jenny and I talked about this earlier this morning. I understand when you know, people go, that ain't country, as they yell from their walkers and you know, like get out of here. But like, like I get that it's not the same traditional country. Like country has evolved. I'm, I'm, I'm really tired of that. Like being a bad thing. That ain't country. Now, what well, country has evolved? It does sound a little more pop. But I tell you what, man. FGL puts out fun, catchy, good music. You know, I'm, I'm sorry that FGL doesn't sound like old Waylon, Merle, and Willie. Who? Okay, just I res- if you like those guys, all nothing but respect. I don't know why it has to be a competition. I've never because understood everything, that. Everything does. It's but like, I don't know why because it's like that's a thing. That was a time. Let's compare that to like even you know early 2000s country. Sounds totally different than the country right now. I mean it just evolves. Pop music's the same way. All music's like that. It evolves. There are people There are people who say that ain't country but then blast Shania Twain. Because, like, 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 but, come that, on. but that's okay too. Like you can like one thing and also like something else. I, I hate when it has to become this all or nothing mentality. It's like no. All, one most successful country artists of all time and I think I don't know anybody who doesn't like like there I love this artist but I don't know anybody who doesn't like him Kenny Chesney it's not if we want to get real it's not country it's beach music I mean but he, it's awesome beach he music. used to be I feel like he he was and then he sort of morphed into beach music but again like you can still like that and like the beach music as well I can, mean it's fine and it can be like a a, a subgenre it's it's country but it's just a different style of yeah. country and I feel like that's okay and I feel like even this poppy country you know FGL I love that FGL and I'm gonna get the artist wrong but they they have you know songs about how they're you know they've got a mixtape going and it's everything from 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 Tupac yeah. to Willie I, that's great like because that's that's me I but love isn't that everybody I mean I don't know that's how I roll I yeah. mean I like everything this is how I, we roll I like Frank Sinatra seriously there's times I'll put that I'll be like Alexa give me some Frank Sinatra let's go I, and I I really think the newer style artists like uh, Jason Aldean, he's more rock than anything, and Bradley's kind of that way as well. I think a lot of these artists, and Sam Hunt is a perfect... uh, If you listen to Sam Hunt talk, that that boy from the country, he's from Georgia, all right? 
And the guys from Florida and Georgia, that's Southern, you know, so they grew up country-wise, but they also grew up listening to rock, rap, all that, and they blend it all together, and they make their own style of music. You know, Thomas Rhett's dad always says this every time. I love it. Somebody will call him and say, Rhett, you got to come down to the blankety-blank bar on Broadway. This person sounds just like Merle. He goes, I don't want to go see that person because they sound like Merle. I want to go see because they sound like John Smith. I want them to be unique. And that's why Thomas Rhett, even in the Music City Minute you talked about, wanted to be Eric Church so bad that his singles didn't work. He found his own groove, and Thomas has flourished yep. big time. He's one of the best artists in the genre in music general. I remember when I was um, getting into radio, and I would and I, and I knew – I, I wanted to be on the air so bad. So there was a girl that I listened to that was on the air and I would write down everything she said and I would literally try to mimic and be exactly what she was. And then I realized like, that's not connecting because that's not who I am. Like I have to find myself. And I think it's the same way with the artists and stuff. You've got to, you got to be you. And I think that's why Thomas Rhett works. Think about what Thomas Rhett does. Like Eric Church can't do that. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. make any sense for him. And that's okay. Again, it's okay. I don't know why our world has to be so competitive about everything. Look, if, if you don't like FGL, no no problem. I get you can say, you know what? Not my kind of music. I just I'm I'm, I'm I am getting a little tired of these people who are like, you know, that, that ain't, ain't country. country. How do you even <laughs> listen to that? Honestly, I don't know how you listen to Merle Haggard. It makes my ears bleed. But I understand that a lot of you love Merle Haggard, and I certainly just because you you listening to something I don't like, I don't let it ruin my day. You go listen to what you want to listen to, but stop dogging other people because they're like that ain't country, that ain't traditional. I like I feel like country music has gotten a lot happier oh, over, yeah. over since since those days, and I'm tired of hearing like that's a bad thing. Yeah, like, I I really like I I'm so tired of these people that that just hate this. Pop country, get it out of then. Then turn the station, turn it off. I mean, Ab- go listen to your Tyler Childers. Where I don't but, care. But don't, go listen don't to rag him. on any of that because you know what? That's what people like. I have a good friend of ours. Like <laughs> he gets so disgusted with some of the things we play on <laughs> Q104 because it's you know it's new and it's it's just new country. And his wife couldn't love Q104 more. You know what I mean? Like the this music. is this is her jam. Yeah. yeah. But he's always like whenever we go over to to hang out with them or whatever, he he always starts. He puts on oh who do I hate? Who can I? Who do I loathe? John Anderson. <laughs> John Anderson. And he'll crank it up. And I'm like, oh my God, turn it off. And he, as much as I don't like it, he loves it. I mean, just loves it. So different strokes, man. But can't we all just get hey, along? Come on. Hey, that's the ongoing joke here. I, you know what? I don't I don't really like a lot of the older stuff. I love John Anderson. And, and I, 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 I don't know how. I, like, I, I can't even wrap my brain around why you would enjoy that. I loathed <laughs> him when I first heard his voice. I was like, how is this popular? But there's oh, something terrible. as I've gotten older, I've enjoyed it more. And here's what you don't like, Jenny, when I tell you that the way his voice is Ugh. is very Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan has a very similar kind of voice to John Anderson. Don't even do that to me. But no. think, but why? Because it's true. <laughs> no, it don't sound anything alike to me. Don't no. You? Oh, we're, stop. We're, we're gonna get audio clip. We're gonna do no. this on the morning show. We're gonna get a clip <laughs> of Luke Bryan and a clip of John Anderson. You're gonna hear it. And then you're either going to like John or loathe Luke. One of the two is going to happen. No, I'm never going to not like Luke. Luke is my guy. I love Luke Bryan. But that's the other thing, too. Like, people love Luke Bryan. Like, I love him. Or people cannot stand it. I tell you, I want I want Kenny. I want Kenny Chesney to remake Straight Tequila Night by John Anderson because I oh. think Kenny's voice is... No, no, because you don't like John because of his voice. But if Kenny took that song and Kenny'd it, does that okay, make sense? sure, yeah. I, I think it would be an I, I think it'd be it'd be fire. I'd, right. I'd be here for that show. All right.
Boy. Ooh. You guys ready to go smash stuff? Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, I don't know what to expect. Smash House KC, we're going to take a- it out. Add something I want to smash is those people that say, that ain't country. I just can't stand that either. It's So me not listening to country growing up, I kind of am removed from the 90s and the early 2000s. I really didn't get into it about 2012-ish. So that was when Dirk's 5150 and all that was real popular, Zach Brown band. I can appreciate the older stuff. Like Garth really isn't my thing. You know, I didn't. Garth I wasn't is not my there thing either. The, Except live. Yeah. Well, yep. I would love to yeah. see that at one point, but I mean, I wasn't there for the Garth era. But I mean, at first he was rejected. People thought he danced all over the stage and was more of a pop rock show ish than country standing there in one place playing guitar. So I mean, just it's don't hate the evolution of music or the progression. It's always good. It's always yeah, better. Yeah, that's a really good point. No, country, just... country hated Garth. They oh hated Johnny God. Cash. Guess what? Guess what he's country as country be. Garth is the staple for country. People hate it. The Opry said, we didn't invite you because we thought you were on drugs. That is a legitimate <laughs> fact. They said, Garth you... is wild to me because yeah. I remember in high school, it's sort of when he, he kind of started coming around and, and everybody, my friends were all like, oh my God, it's so cool to like Garth Brooks. I like country. I like Garth Brooks. They're like really into it. I thought this is awful. Just awful. He, I did. I just really don't like his music. I... My, He came to Kansas City a few years back. And my husband loves Garth. And right. he's like, we got to go, we got to go. Fine. I'm like, I'll go with you. But like, I'm not into this at all. By the end, I bought a sweatshirt. Yep. I mean, I, live Garth is an experience. Even, even if you're not a, a huge fan of the music. Yeah, I which, don't want to hear it in the car. Which I learned. Yeah, I learned that. <laughs> but, I learned that in 2017 because I was like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go. But I, I'm, and I'll go in with an open mind. And same. man, I was blown away. By blown, it. Away. blown away. Like nobody puts on a show like I, Garth. I have some, I have a Garth vinyl. It's like seven vinyl set. And like four of them are, you know, albums and three are live. You think those, you think those record albums ever get played? Uh, uh-uh. Only the live albums get spun at the Keller household. I'll be honest. I don't even want to hear the live album. I want to be in the arena with him. Like he, oh my gosh, he just draws you in and the crowd. There's such a vibe. It is wild. You, you and I are very similar. I, I think that if you listen to a live, especially on the vinyl, watching the vinyl spin, I, th- I do think yeah, I maybe. do think you would enjoy that. Maybe. It's all good. All right, we got to go smash stuff. Yeah, yeah we oh, go. and brought to you by Blue Beetle Pest Control. Thank you again to Mitch and Blue Beetle for sponsoring uh, the morning after here with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews.